Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Phoenix, Arizona, it's time for Phoenix Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them. Welcome to 3C Amplified. I'm your host, Jacqueline Destremps, and twice a month I'm here to highlight the businesses, nonprofits, and individuals collaborating to amplify their impact in the community. This series is sponsored by Another Hand Advantage, where I create marketing strategies for community-minded small businesses and nonprofits and take the overwhelm out of bringing awareness to your brand. Joining me today in the studio, I have Allison Sipes. She's the director of events at uh, Downtown Phoenix and Sarah Lynch, and she's the marketing coordinator with uh, Downtown Phoenix. Welcome, ladies. Thank you. And I'm also joined by Michael Hammett, and he's the chief service officer with City of Phoenix. Welcome, Michael. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I I just want to say chief service officers. That sounds like the greatest one of the greatest uh, job titles I've seen. It's one of those titles that people say, what the heck do you do? <laughs> and it really is. It's kind of a, uh, it's a catch-all for a lot of different service opportunities at the city. It was yeah. actually started, uh, the, the title was uh, initiated by former mayor of New York, Michael Bloomberg. Oh. And he actually created an organization called Cities of Service. And okay. They've gone around the nation and now the world, and they've installed these chief service officer oh, positions great. in uh, cities. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah. I saw that when I was... Um got your information form and was filling some things out and I saw chief service officer and I was like, Oh, definitely going to have to bring that one up because that is, I like that, um, that title. And thank you for that explanation. Allison and uh, Sarah, why don't we start with the two of you? Just tell me a little bit about um, what it is that you do for um, downtown Phoenix Inc. Uh, Sure. So Mm -hmm. Sarah and I run the events department for downtown Phoenix. And what that really kind of means is, We aid others in bringing events to downtown. We really only truly produce four of our own actual events, um, but we spend 80% of our year making sure that lots of other folks are able to come and navigate their way through those city processes uh, and really utilize kind of our expertise in how best to run events in downtown since we do them so often. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we focus a lot on small events that have maybe a couple hundred people all the way up to like the New Year's Eve block party, which had 7,000 people this year. Right. Um, But we really were trying to make it as easy and nice and just wonderful for people to come on down and bring them to Phoenix instead of other parts of the valley. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And is that something that's unique then to um, Phoenix or, you know, are there other cities that have something similar? Because I'm just thinking going back to times when I've tried to help or I have coordinated events, it's difficult enough. But then when it's you have to involve, you know, like a city or, or something in that space that you're that you're using, it can sometimes become very daunting when you start looking at do I have to get these permits and do are the streets need to be closed or can we, where do we park? Where are my people, you know? So to know that that, that service is available to anybody who wants to have an event downtown, I think is really unique. Yeah, it actually is really unique. And a lot of that comes from the fact that Downtown Phoenix Inc. is primarily funded through taxes mm-hmm. from the Business Improvement District. Okay. So really it's the businesses and the property owners that are in this certain like 90 square blocks, we call it in Phoenix, that pretty much pay for our services. Um, and that is unique to Phoenix. I don't, I've never seen another city. I know that there are business improvement districts in other right. cities, but I don't know that they have the, the, the breadth of resources like we do. Mm-hmm. So 
for example, Tempe has this really great thing that it's called a task force, right? And you mm-hmm. present your information packet and they'll walk you through the process, but it's not as personalized as me or Sarah coming to a meeting and saying, what kind of event do you want to have? What's your ideal footprint? These are the things that we would change. Now let us help you file all these permits and really act as a liaison between the city and the event producer so that they can focus on other things like ticket sales and right. act, actually making their event yes. an event. Yeah, exactly. And um, Sarah, how did you get involved with Downtown Inc.? Since college, I've been doing uh, special events through um, the student affairs department. And then out of college, I just so happened to get a job with events. And then when I moved to Arizona, downtown Phoenix was always the only place I wanted to live. So having that event experience, like growing up and then stepping out into the real world, <laughs> I decided, <laughs> hey, let's let's see what opportunities there are out there. So I just I think I got a little lucky. Yeah. That's where I'm at. It's 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 fun and I enjoy it. So mm-hmm. well and how exciting for you for somebody who really wanted to live in downtown Phoenix. Now you get to have the events you want there too. <laughs> yeah. It's a bonus for sure. Work, live, and play in downtown. I know. For sure. Yeah, definitely. So speaking of downtown Phoenix, uh Michael, I know you did tell us a little bit already about um your job title at least, but how did you land as the uh, the chief uh, service officer with City of Phoenix. So the position actually came about officially about uh, two and a half years ago, and that was through a grant, as I mentioned, through Cities of Service. And really, it is about citizen engagement. So it's engaging citizens in service, and this can be everything from volunteering at a park cleanup to being a regular volunteer navigator at the airport And then we also have national service. We have young people, um, actually people of every age, but primarily right now, 24 to 25-year-olds that are doing a year of service at the city in various departments, helping to eradicate poverty. So there's all different sorts of levels of engagement that is available. And we have our volunteer Phoenix program, which I run. And that's really a one-stop shop for people to engage in any way that they're looking to. We send them off to nonprofits. We Mm -hmm. send them off to wherever they need to be. We're sort of just a connector for them. Right. Oh, that's great. And not necessarily they have to live or work in downtown Phoenix, right? It's it's across the valley. There's opportunities for them to learn about through... Absolutely. And, you know, what's great about downtown Phoenix is downtown Phoenix is really everyone's downtown. Mm -hmm. I mean, it really is. And downtown Phoenix Inc. has done a great job of branding that. And you'll see the ambassadors walking around downtown. They're Mm -hmm. so friendly. Mm -hmm. They come up to you and they help you before you ask them for help. Oh, yeah, definitely. So what they're doing is amazing. And really, it is about opening up to everyone and saying, you know, wherever you live in the valley or the state, this is a downtown that you can come to and participate in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually, well, we're going get, to get to the um, volunteer fair here in a minute and talking about that. But I actually was looking at that weekend and all the different events going on downtown. And I actually started looking at hotels because I thought, how fun would that be to just stay down? And I've done it before. My husband and I, we, one year for our anniversary, we booked a hotel room downtown because it happened to be the same weekend as the Wine Walk. Do it. That's all right. I, <laughs> oh and I thought, why not? I mean, walk around, have some wine samples, get a hotel room and, you know, stay the night and go do the pool in the morning. It was a really great opportunity. So... And again, it it is one of those cities where we, we live in Tempe. It's not like we're that far away, but it was just so much fun to 
you know, just take the light rail down there and um, and just make a day of it or two days of it, really. And, and we're all neighbors. Yeah. I mean, we all go to Tempe, too, yep. for different events. Mm-hmm. And um, this took us 10 Speak minutes for to yourself, get here. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> we like to spread the joy. And we welcome everyone to, to Phoenix as well. So. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about that volunteer fair, because that's actually what caused me to reach out um, to, I think it was, I think I reached out to, to Sarah. Correct, yep. Yeah. I reached out to Sarah first. I saw your email address. I saw the volunteer fair coming up on February 10th and I love to volunteer. I'm, uh, I love to volunteer. I love to talk about volunteering. I love to recruit volunteers. Uh, I'm always, I'm one of those people that if somebody says, oh gosh, you know, I have some spare time and I like to, and I'm like, oh, I can find you something. <laughs> I could do it. So when I saw this volunteer fair come up on Facebook, I looked into it and I thought, oh my gosh, this looks amazing. I have to have them on the show mostly because I want to know more <laughs> about it, but because it's, it just looks amazing. So I don't know which one of you wants to really talk about the volunteer fair. It's coming up. It's February 10th. Is this the first year or the second year? We're in our second okay. year. Correct. So how yeah. did that all come about? Where did that come from? So the volunteer fair is really the brainchild of a guy named Charlie Levy. He runs the Crescent Ballroom, the Van Buren and Valley Bar in downtown Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And Last year, maybe in August of 2018, no, 17, yeah, 17, uh, Charlie uh, called a meeting with myself and Michael and the downtown Phoenix former CEO, David Kreider, and said, there's this great event that I used to do in Tucson called the Volunteer Fair, and it's all about getting nonprofit organizations in the same room and letting them get in front of their potential constituents to explain what their organization is, explain their volunteer needs um, so that they can answer any of those questions and get the right people. Because what Charlie kind of found was everyone says they want to volunteer and they have an idea of the types of organizations that they would be interested in helping, but they, it, it may not, it's not that easy to kind of figure out how to do it. Right. right. It's like they everyone wants where says, to start. I want to go walk dogs or I want to go volunteer at the children's hospital, but like, what does the process mean and how do you get involved? Right. And so he had a lot of success in Tucson. And so we decided that we would utilize our resources, right? Mm-hmm. Ask Michael with the city to bring some of his people to the table, have Sarah reach out to a, a branch of just nonprofits. And it was wildly successful. We, th- we would have been happy with 50 organizations signing on. And all of a sudden we have a hundred mm-hmm. and we're telling people, I'm so sorry, like we're on a wait list. You have to wait right. until next year. And it was, I mean, it's great. It's like, that's the whole point, right? I'm me, Allison. I want to volunteer for Phoenix Children's Hospital, but I don't know what that means. Like, what's the process? Is there Mm -hmm. a background check? Do you have to commit so many hours at so many weekends per month? And we wanted to be able to put people in front of the right organization so they could ask those questions and kind of expedite the process of getting them involved. Mm -hmm. And we were blown away. And we were uh, at the City of Phoenix, we were so grateful to be called to the table. And um, as Allison mentioned, when Charlie Levy um, came up with the idea, it's not that we were skeptical. It's his ambition to have this big event. We thought, well, in the first year, let's get it up and running. And Allison's not exaggerating. We were blown <laughs> away and we were all out there on the day of the event. And to see not only all the organizations there, because you could have organizations there and no volunteers. Right which would still be like, let's get this up and running. There were so many people that were looking for oh, ideas. That's great. And we all, everybody was collaborative. We sent people from our 
uh, booth over to Hands on Greater Phoenix mm-hmm. if that fit into their right. their wheelhouse in terms of what they wanted to do or one of the other organizations. And it was it was tremendous. And it took, I think, a business owner to come and say, I want to do something for the community, truly. And then Allison and Sarah and their team really doing everything, marketing and reaching out to everybody possible to get you know, the biggest turnout. And it was such a great, a great thing to witness and be a part of. Yeah. And going back to you talking about, you know, the different opportunities and how does somebody even go about getting started? A lot of times there's so much information out there, which is great, but it it sometimes becomes such a a hindrance, especially to somebody who might just be wanting to volunteer for the first time. They haven't done that before. Maybe they aren't familiar with a lot of different organizations, um, and there's only so much information a nonprofit can put on their website as far as ways to help them. Right. You it know, they can't, overwhelming. It, yeah. You don't know where you're supposed right. to start. So it's kind of like that, you know, analysis paralysis where you look at too many things and then you just decide, ooh, this is too much work for me right now. I didn't think this was going to be work. And so I think that's what really stuck out to me, stuck out to me when I saw the volunteer fair, um, when I saw, you know, the businesses involved, the nonprofits that were going to be there is I just thought, what a great opportunity for you as a citizen to go interview these organizations, you know, interview them before they interview you, find out, you know, if it is a good fit and let them know, you know what, I really only have two hours a month. Is that going to be okay? And some organizations might say, actually, you know, we require five hours a month commitment, but like you said, Michael, Hey, go head on over to, um, you know, the booth on the corner. I know that they're looking for, you know, one hour time, uh, time commitment or a one-off, you know, time commitment. If there's someone wanting to give of themselves and give their time, there is a place for yes, them. Exactly. Even if it's an hour a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could help an elderly person through uh, the duet program um, and connect them to their services and, and provide that kind of support. And it can just be being a friend. Right. And so there's something for everyone. And then there are people that literally will volunteer 20 hours a week oh, yeah. regularly. Mm-hmm. They never miss a shift. Right. And you would think that it was their full-time job. Right. And I love what you said, Jacqueline, about the fact that, you know, it shouldn't be a ton of work at the beginning. It should be fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, volunteering, you are doing a service, but ultimately you're wanting to enjoy yourself. And if you don't, you're not going to stay. So right. this volunteer event that uh, Downtown Phoenix Inc. puts on, again with Charlie Levy um, from the Van Buren, it's a great opportunity. It's fun. If you haven't been downtown to the Van Buren, mm-hmm. it's a way to experience this yeah. and uh, be in a place where people are just having a good time. It's mm-hmm. February 10th. Am I getting the date right? Correct. <laughs> and that's from 10th. 11 to uh, eleven a.m. to 3 p.m. Yes. Internally, we refer to it as speed dating for yes. nonprofit yep. work. Just mm-hmm. you've got thirty seconds. What's your pitch, and what what do you really want from me? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and the city of Phoenix will have everyone dating. from our police reserves, which are sworn mm-hmm. volunteer officers. You know, so that's a, a very you know that's a commitment, right? And that's someone who is sworn. They go through training, uh, but we'll have cops programs where you can be a neighborhood patrol member. Uh, Phoenix Fire Cert program mm-hmm. that's providing some specially trained support, but youth and education tutors, right. everything you can imagine. I know. I was looking at a list of some of the organizations that were going to be a part of it. And I know we can't by uh, by any means name off all of them, but I loved the variety because like, you know, we were talking about there's something for everyone. I think pretty much any interest that you have, you can probably find a nonprofit there that is going to benefit from what you have to give. But I love that there's something along the lines of, you know, even 
you know, the, the form of commitment that goes into it. So for somebody looking for maybe something, you know, I want to uh, knit caps for babies in the hospital and mm-hmm. that's on your own time and the comfort of your own home all the way up to if you want to volunteer with police force or fire, that's something that's available for them too. With a badge. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, and yeah. a badge. And, yeah. and they really enjoy it and they're doing that <laughs> out of service. Right. Some of them. myself. <laughs> <laughs> Is everything taking place at the Van Buren? Is that where all of the um, nonprofits will be? They'll have their booths? Correct. Okay. At the Van Buren. Yeah. Yeah. And then anything else going on around that? that So we are taking over 4th Ave between Van Buren and Monroe, essentially, to expand our footprint from last year. Because we had um, just this exciting, overwhelming response from more nonprofits this year we were like oh gosh we definitely want to expand our space in order to accommodate those nonprofits because they're all excited yeah so oh I can imagine I so back when I used to work for nonprofits and whenever we had a a booth type event I was always the first like me you know Mm -hmm. I just I just loved that way of interacting with people and especially if it meant, you know, we're looking for volunteers or when I worked in foster care and we were looking for, you know, foster families, just being able to have that one-on-one time to talk with them and really share exactly what it is, you know, we were looking for and being able to give them some realistic expectations so that we knew that when they did decide to sign up, you know, we already knew a little bit about what their commitment was like. Well, the great part about this event is that Charlie he really wanted to make it as accessible as possible for all nonprofits. So we don't charge anybody. We don't charge the nonprofits to be there mm-hmm. um, unless they want a rental table or like if they want, if they need infrastructure from us, they, we just charge them whatever we're being charged. We don't ask them for any money to come out and we don't charge the attendees either. So we really, the point is to make as many, make it as accessible community to event. everyone yeah. and yeah. community driven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Build that community. It's really cool. Last year, not only were, community members networking with these nonprofits, the nonprofits actually got to meet other nonprofits and businesses um, that they might not have known about to find out about volunteer opportunities. Like somebody working for an art organization wants to volunteer at like a children's hospital. They'd go over and talk and chat. So it was really just inspiring Mm -hmm. to watch it all unfold. Yeah. And everyone here at the table, we all know, and those of your listeners all know that Nonprofits require volunteers, mm-hmm. and that can be everything from being, you know, supporting children in need, um, elderly folks, but even the arts organizations, mm-hmm. docents. I mean, we couldn't have the experiences we all have as Phoenicians in any of these areas without the volunteers that are, are giving their time. So it's it's almost like that extra layer of customer service that's required to have the experiences that we all want. Mm-hmm. And even earlier when you mentioned um, the volunteers at the airport, anytime I fly in or out, I'm just all, I'm always just like so like excited and, you know, full of pride when I see the volunteers there because I go to some of these other airports and you know, who do you even ask? I'm like, do I ask that person? Oh, they have, you know, a dog. I don't know if I should ask them. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it says don't pet. So they probably don't want me to talk to them either. Wait a minute. Do I ask that person over there? And it, at our airport, it's just you look for the person in purple and 
I saw that they have dogs now too. Their newest which program, is and it's it's growing very. And you can fast. pet them. Mm-hmm. It says, "Please pet me on them," because I know the other dogs are not allowed to pet. <laughs> it's tremendously yeah. popular, yeah. and it's growing, and people want to bring their their pets down there, and uh, it just it creates uh, support mm-hmm. for people that maybe are afraid of flying. Yeah. Well, is I was, that what they're there for? Are they therapy dogs? They can be Stress they, they can be anything, but yeah, yes, they are uh, trained therapy dogs. <laughs> Mine just allowed me to have, you know, I got some petting time in, in the yes. TSA line. You know, <laughs> he was on TSA line in front of me and it said, please pet me. And I went, oh, I can actually pet this one, you know, because the other dogs you can't pet. So I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? You know, and talked with them. And <laughs> but I, yeah, that's just that's exciting just to see so that nice. those types of opportunities. And um, those are the volunteers that really we have um, volunteers at the airport that are 90 plus years old Mm -hmm. they do three shifts a week they don't miss a they're not late i mean these are serious volunteers and they're also background they you know because it's an airport Mm -hmm. they they go through that extra level of uh commitment to actually be there um and be trained and background checked and all of that yeah Yeah. Like I said, we can't mention all of the nonprofits that are going to be there, unfortunately, because there's just so many. I was looking through the list and quite a few of them actually have had on the show. Um, So that was exciting to see that they got involved. But um, what are some of the nonprofits maybe that I'm putting you kind of on the spot, which I don't like to do. But any nonprofits that are coming out this year that you're really excited to see there? I mean, honestly, we're excited to see every single nonprofit that uh, signed up. Artlink. We do uh, a lot with Artlink, our organization does. So um, they were there last year. They're going to be here again this year. I'm excited for Rage for Charity because their messaging is so fun and it's literally all about getting millennials involved in taking action for the voice that they're they have. They have right. their voice. Yeah. Okay. And that's not, and uh, going through the list, like I said, so, uh, quite a few of them I was very familiar with, but I'm always excited when I look at a list of nonprofits participating in some type of an event because I get to learn about new nonprofits. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at the very least, even if you're not going down there to look for a volunteer opportunity, at least going down just to even check out what, what are these nonprofits doing in the community? Yeah, I think that's the best part about this. We have the the big well-known ones like Planned Parenthood, ArtLink, Arizona Hemophilia Association, and then we have small ones like Rage for Charity mm-hmm. or Read Better, Be Better. Food Not yeah. Bombs is one that's really cool too. Um, they've been, I've actually run into them just like taking my dog for a walk there. They usually hang out at um, Hans Park in downtown and they take food from restaurants that the restaurants are going to dispose of and they create vegan meals for people that are hanging around at the park oh wow. so um it's literally all volunteer based this is an organization that um people just that like to cook and like to share meals with others mm-hmm. and they do so they're going to be there they were not there last year so we're excited oh to have good them there this year. oh yeah. good yeah and this yeah. event also allows nonprofits to work together mm-hmm. they get to meet each other and Absolutely. that's collaboration yeah. and i love it's that. a great sharing opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because, you know, the more that they can work, the work together, the the easier it is for them to to grow and get their mission out there and um, not have to rely on, you know, some of the other opportunities that maybe they would have to, you know, pay for. Or like you were mentioning, if a volunteer isn't a good fit for one organization, you know, being able to send them to another just because you know you know, what it is that they're looking for um, and and being able to uh, pass that along to them. And then obviously it makes you look great too, because, you know, if somebody comes up and they start talking to you about a volunteer opportunity, and this kind of goes even for other things as well, when you're, when you're networking with other businesses, 
just it, not everyone's the right fit for everyone. But if they can at least point you in the right direction, it still makes you look like, you know, kind of like a rock star that you're at least able to refer them along to somebody and not just say, nope, sorry, not a good fit here. So. And the city of Phoenix philosophy is we just want volunteers to be connected to opportunities. Yep. And to us, it's about supporting the residents and wherever they're doing their their service, it's benefiting everyone. And so it's a win-win. And I love what Allison said, too, about speed dating, because it really does feel like that. No one's feeling like, oh, my God, they've moved on to the next booth. They don't like me. <laughs> You're saying, OK, who's next? Who are we going to talk to? Right. And it's just a great uh, – it's energetic. And the day – the morning flew by. Mm -hmm. And it was – quite fun. Yeah. And again, going back to even if you're not looking for a volunteer opportunity or you're just thinking, I don't know that I really have that kind of time, just going down again, learn about the different nonprofits. Some of them may be of service to you or somebody you know. Maybe you're looking for some place to allocate your Arizona tax credit <laughs> dollars <laughs> and you're looking for a nonprofit that you want to maybe donate to this tax season, just a lot of different opportunities that um, I can see coming from this and, and really being able to just be exposed to so many nonprofits all at one time. Obviously, you know, people will probably want to go onto their websites afterwards and take a look and learn some more. And that might be where they fill out an application. But just be, having that opportunity to talk to somebody, you know, one on one. At the, at the volunteer fair, I think is just awesome. And it's a new year. Everyone wants, to, you know, to take on their New Year's so, resolutions yeah, and mm -hmm. getting more involved and meeting new people. It's, mm -hmm. a, it's a fun event. And people should come down. No one's going to pressure you into volunteering or signing up. <laughs> like you said, I, I love what you said, Jacqueline. It's a chance to just see what's out yeah. there. Absorb it. Think mm -hmm. about it. Go to the websites. It's building awareness. And that's what Downtown Phoenix Inc. and the Van Buren are doing, mm -hmm. which is Year two, it'll be bigger and better. And Allison and Sarah said that there's a waiting list, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah. A quite yeah. lengthy waiting list. Yeah, <laughs> we wish we could get everyone in maybe next year. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Well, that's why I asked if it was just at the one location. Because when I started looking at the list, I was like, oh, my gosh, where are they fitting all these all these people. Yeah. yeah. We're indoors, outdoors, indoors, outdoors, patio, oh, patio parking, parking lots. Lot. Yeah. Oh, good. We're fitting yeah. in as many people as we possibly can. <laughs> so before the show started, you guys actually mentioned something interesting. You said that we were doing a quick little speed round here of what's your favorite month kind of thing and to do the mic check. And you mentioned that June is your favorite month because it's the only month you have off because downtown <laughs> Phoenix Inc. Produced, works on how many events? We touch at least 20 major events. Yeah. Uh, that's not to say that. That's just Sarah and myself. Uh, outside of us, we're, there's a marketing department. I think we, we say 288 a year we're involved in wow. in some way. But 20 of them, uh, Sarah and I are hands-on kind of hands -on. managing in some way or mm -hmm. another. Yeah. It's so a lot of fun. I yeah. don't I don't want to discredit that. Yeah. And we, we have so much fun. <laughs> we also need volunteers all the we time. Do. Folks. Yes. Oh, good to know. We love yeah. event help. Yeah. We love yes. people that come and set up and you get to go to the event for free. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And so with all of those events going on, I mean, there's pretty much something to do downtown every month every, every weekend, weekend every day of there, the week. even during the week because i know that there's yeah um mm -hmm. i just saw that there's a new farmer's market at there um, is at the arizona center yeah. the arizona center first one was last night okay so that's on wednesday yeah wednesday night yeah. Know, i'm like what our social <laughs> media coordinator was on site taking oh, some great. instagram stories down there it looked really great they had some like really nice Everything's local, obviously. Local it's a farmer's vendors. market. But yeah. there's some good attendance for the first one on a Wednesday night. 
yeah, it looked like it was it looked like it was a lot of fun. Yeah, so. I mean, if you're ever looking for something to do in downtown, we put out the What's Happening guide. Okay. This gentleman named David Stevenson painstakingly combs through everything that's happening in downtown. <laughs> Every event. Puts together like this very well-rounded, inclusive mm-hmm. calendar of events. And then each week he produces the What's Happening guide and highlights three or four pages worth of things that are just happening that Monday through Sunday. Oh, wow. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot. Downtown is happening. I mean, it, there were years where people were skeptical about, you know, could it come back? Well, it has. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just moving forward so fast. Oh, yeah. Yes. Nobody says they're bored in downtown. <laughs> and if you do, maybe you're doing it wrong. wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you guys, um, the, you have a great events calendar, too, on the website. And yes. so and and that's, it's about to get an overhaul. So it'll be even snazzier. Oh, OK. Nice. Because, I mean, there's all kinds of things on there from what's happening in the different theaters downtown to all the venues all the music venues sports Mm -hmm. you name it if it's between the sevens mcdowell well the arts district to lincoln we Mm -hmm. have it on our website yeah Yeah. oh great Um, michael i wanted to go back because we kind of started off um kicked off the hour with talking about um national service and kind of how that came about what type I guess what is that, what all does that entail, and and as far as um, the city of Phoenix is involved in it. So national service is uh, it's akin to the Peace Corps, except the folks do their service domestically. So um, they're still um, working to eradicate poverty and helping low income individuals and vulnerable populations. So mm-hmm. um, we have opportunities at the city. There are opportunities all across the Valley and the state for AmeriCorps and AmeriCorps VISTA positions. AmeriCorps VISTA is what we primarily have at the city and they are year long stints and they're, they're engaged in building capacity in low-income communities rather than direct service. So they're actually working with communities to, to build up and to create uh, processes in their community to engage residents in volunteering in their own communities. So we have them in every department from the mayor's office to council to our housing department. They're doing tree shade projects. They're doing um, a program called Love Your Block, which is in our neighborhood services department. And that's offering many grants to low-income communities to do projects in their neighborhood that they want to see. Oh, wow. So we're not telling them what to do. They're telling us and we're funding them. Oh, wow. It's a great opportunity. We work through an organization called Hands on Greater Phoenix. Mm, They help us uh, uh, actually onboard the VISTAs and support the VISTAs. And um, it's it's just a great opportunity. Right. And so how does somebody become involved with um, those types of opportunities like the AmeriCorps and AmeriCorps VISTA? They can check out our website. It's phoenix.gov forward slash volunteer. And we have everything about volunteering, love your block, and our VISTA uh, program, or they could go to Hands on Greater Phoenix and check out what's available valley wide. Yeah, I thought that was interesting when I again when I was doing my poking around to um, before today's show. I guess I just never realized of all the volunteer opportunities that were available with City of Phoenix. I just I started looking through. Like I said, I'm addicted to like I'm like oh what 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 is there to do? <laughs> we have about and, forty thousand uh, volunteers yeah, a year wow. contributing about five hundred and fifty thousand hours. And when I first uh, started and they were talking the hundreds of thousands of hours, I thought it was a typo. And we've grown it every year over the last five years. And that is just the dedication of 
the residents that mm-hmm. want to give back. We're 550 square miles. So there are volunteer opportunities all across the city right. in places you wouldn't even think. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, so what do you think makes it so popular? You talk about all the volunteers and the hours that they're putting in. What do you think makes it so popular for them? That's a great question. (laughs) What we find is people want to be connected to their community. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes volunteers are doing their service right in their neighborhood, whether it's at a community center, a senior center, the fire department, you know, at the the branch close by. Um, So they're or they're tutoring in a school that's in their community that it's a connection and it's giving back. And it's also, you know, it gives people the chance to be social. Right. So um, we have volunteers of all ages and we love our senior volunteers because they just really are dedicated mm-hmm. to actually serving because they want to serve. Right. Yeah. Well, and one of our newest programs, it's uh, we're relaunching the Citizen Forester program. Mm. And that is to support our tree and shade master plan. Okay. We have a goal of 25% shade canopy in the city by 2030. Oh, wow. And this is a huge effort. And uh, Downtown Phoenix Inc. has been involved with that as well. You'll see them planting trees along okay. some of our roadways. But we can't do it all. The city can't. Downtown Phoenix Inc. can't do it. It takes volunteers and it takes residents. So Citizen Forester shows people how to properly plant, work, be in compliance so the trees won't be, you know, get in the way of power lines and things like that and maintain them, picking the right trees for the right location. Mm -hmm. It's a great program. Michelle, our volunteer facilitator in Volunteer Phoenix office, is leading the way on this with our parks and neighborhood services departments. Sounds like we need to have an Earth Day event, Michael. (laughs) And that's something we're talking about with uh, uh, Keep Phoenix Beautiful right now. Oh, that's great. Sarah and I have some openings. We'll help you. Yes. This is is perfect. We will uh, look at something and make it even bigger and better. We love trees. We do. Let's do it. And Mother Earth. And we can't plant enough, but it's important to know what you're planting. And we work with arborists Mm -hmm. and, you know, at the city and outside, other nonprofits, because... You know, it's great to say, let's plant trees, but if you don't do it right, right, you don't pick the right tree for the right location, you run the risk of it not being sustained. And mm-hmm. uh, so, but we're hearing like what, you know, Allison just said, people love trees. We want more. Right. This mm-hmm. is not, this is a volunteer opportunity that people are just clamoring for. Mm-hmm. It's Well, I was just thinking, um, and this goes for really any volunteer opportunity. It's a uh, a lot of volunteer opportunities you look at because you may already have a skill and you say, oh, my what I already know I could be beneficial to you. But a lot of times too, look at it as um, you could be learning a new skill. So for somebody who maybe kind of, you know, is, has a little bit of a green thumb or wishes they had more of a green thumb, what an awesome opportunity for them to learn more about what types of trees to plant, how to plant them. Um, you're, you know, you're volunteering your time and you're getting, you know, free education out of it. <laughs> I love what you just said. That is the, that is the key right there. Because if you were an accountant for 30 years, you may not want to account anymore, <laughs> ever again. We have a VITA program that does uh, volunteer tax preparation. Right. And we get people that have never done that before mm-hmm. that say, you know, this would be great to become a certified tax preparer through right. this volunteer program. Mm-hmm. The Citizen Forester, you become a certified Citizen Forester. So that's like something, it's a badge of honor that you can say, I'm trained in this and I'm I'm certified. Another badge. Another badge. Is there an actual badge or? 
There will be. Yeah, that would be great. We need funding for that. We'll, okay. We'll, we'll, so if anybody would like to create and um, and help pay for the official badge, aka enamel pin, <laughs> we fully support your decision. Yeah. We're all on board. We're all on board for that. That's yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, and that was actually something I meant to bring up before too. It's um, one of the things that you know I mentioned. I love volunteering, and one of the things I've liked most about it is. I just love learning new things. I love gathering information. I love learning new things. And for me, volunteering, I love to give back, but it's also a really great way I've found um, to learn new skills, um, to maybe do something that I wouldn't normally um, get to do in my normal life. Like years ago, I volunteered to be a dog walker um, and I didn't have a dog at the time and was like, that's a lot of work to have your own dog, but I can go walk these dogs. <laughs> rent a dog. Yeah, it's like yeah. rent a dog. Yeah. You know, so um, so I like for people to look at it that way, too. I've also just met some really great people through volunteer opportunities um, that I've had. Uh, one of my very first shows here, actually, at 3C Amplified, I had um, Kim Tarnopolsky on. She and I met when we were volunteering for the Super Bowl host committee back in 2014. What became of that is we never knew each other before. We both happened to just, after a couple of volunteer events that we showed up at, I was like, hey, I keep seeing you at these events. Oh, me too. You know, we had to carpool one day out to the stadium. We both live in Ahwatukee, Tempe. And we were like, hey, we don't want to both drive out there. So let's carpool. By the end of that carpool, <laughs> we both decided, you know, she had this vision of starting a 100 Women Who Care chapter here in Arizona. Um, by the end of the car ride, I was on board with helping out with that. And now she and I, uh, along with two others, co-founded 100 Plus Women Who Care, Valley of the Sun. And since our first meeting in 2015, we've raised over $350,000 for local nonprofits. All of that came from me meeting, just meeting another volunteer. So just the things that come out of these volunteer experiences, I, you know, I know for a lot of people, some people do it because they don't want any recognition. They just want to know that they're giving back. Other people do it because they would like a little bit of recognition and there's nothing wrong with that. They want to feel good about what they're doing. I encourage you, if you're a type of person who just likes meeting new people and um, having new experiences, jump into a volunteer opportunity because it's amazing the types of uh, people that you'll make meet and possibly would not have met otherwise. And I would say for people that don't like to meet people and have a hard <laughs> time talking to people, uh -huh. it's a good it's a good way to lightly start expanding your horizons. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. My my boyfriend is an introvert. He has a very hard time, his anxiety, like meeting new people, approaching new people, whatever. But he thought it would look good on his resume to volunteer. Um, he's in the Fire Academy program. So he thought maybe he'll become a big brother to somebody because that will seem very attractive right. to uh, a fire department. Right. But what ended up happening is he made like this lifetime friend and this yeah. little boy who's like 13 and has, you know, has entered into the big brother program because he also had a hard time with anxiety and talking to strangers and like making friends. Mm -hmm. And so it's been kind of interesting to watch these two kind of grow together. Right. And now they both like the little boy, like has more friends at school. Like yeah. my boyfriend has more friends like, <laughs> in the fire program. Yeah. And like, I really think it's because they both were like, okay, like, Hi, how are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's cool. And they went through this awkward, shy phase with each other until right. the point where now they're like little big brother and little brother, yeah. which is very cute. And 
Everyone should join that program, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Big Brothers Big Sisters yeah, of Central Arizona. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, like, I think volunteer opportunities is that it's a nice way where it's like everyone's here for the common cause. Right. So if you have that maybe anxiety of talking to people for the first time, like this is a nice get your feet wet, no no pressure situation. Mm-hmm. It's also a really good resume builder. Right. So oh, I know yeah. that I talked about getting into events via college. Well, I didn't. I wasn't paid to do the student affairs events, right? Um, but it looked so good on my resume that when it was my turn to get out into the adult world, um, organizations saw that I already had that experience. Right. And that was because I volunteered my time. One, because I'm also a pretty awkward person and didn't know how to make friends. She so, totally is. <laughs> <laughs> so I made friends by hanging out in the student affairs office, and I realized that I really liked putting on these events for my fellow college students. And added that to my res- resume and that's how I ended up where I am today. So, And here you are on the radio and now. And here yeah. I am so, on the radio now. <laughs> the shyness Hi, is gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, if we just turned like a camera on you then. Ah! Might be, yeah, I know. I'm the same way. Then I would probably cry. Yeah. <laughs> Cindy Brady moment, right? With the red flashy yeah. light. <laughs> oh, God, no. Did I date myself? <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Yeah. I didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so it's, I mean, I encourage people of all ages mm-hmm. um yeah asu students listen up listen up yeah. asu students it really credits. really matters um think about your resume and think about mm-hmm. vol- like volunteering is such like a good warm-hearted place to start right so. and you know it goes back to it's that uh, catch 22 sometimes when you're looking for a job and they say well but you don't have any experience and you're like but how do i get experience if i don't get the job right and volunteering again goes it's a great way to get some of that experience advanced yeah. management experience oh my gosh Absolutely. i've been involved in so many events i've never once taken a class on mm-hmm. events management or anything and me neither i've been a part of so many <laughs> events and it's because of you know right. for, through volunteering Absolutely. Um, and it's something that i've used in my own business um you know when i'm planning events for myself for my clients it's important information that I still go back to and I'm like think back to it going you know I've never once been paid to create an event but I've created so many right. <laughs> events through through volunteering that that's where I got my experience from. Yeah it's things that you enjoy doing mm-hmm. and you don't realize that oh wow I am gaining that experience right. so this is going to like net me something big in the long haul. Mm-hmm. And what we love so. to see is parents bringing their children out yes. or caretakers whoever mm-hmm. the, the guardian is of the children bringing them out letting them see what service is and what it feels like and what we find is that those young people end up staying in programs without their parents. Right. right. You know they come in and do a parks cleanup or something like that and the next thing you know the young person you know a couple years go by and they're you know volunteering at the parks department as a as a little league coach or yeah. something like that yeah. so it really is they f- feel what it feels like mm-hmm. and it uh it feels good and what again a great event um to come to if you do have kids and you're looking for those types of opportunities because not all volunteer opportunities are suitable for children a lot of times there's nonprofits just for whatever reason are not able to accept kids under 18 or so this would be a great way for you to find the ones who do uh believe me they will be you know shouting from the like hey no no kids over here because a lot of times people just think oh i my kids can't volunteer because i talked to this one organization and they said no kids under 18 right but take your kids to this event um bring the whole family down and you can all kind of learn about that experience together 
And there are a lot of organizations that will allow like 15 or over Uh with a parent's signature or if they're under 15, if the parents are there with them, monitoring them. Mm -hmm. So that's a great point. I mean, you don't want to be discouraged and think that there aren't opportunities. Some organizations have liability reasons and Mm -hmm. it's about the safety of the the children too. Right, right. Yeah. The volunteer fair is definitely for people of all ages. Yeah. Great. Well, last, I just wanted to, um, I mentioned, you mentioned a couple of the things that, um, opportunities with city of Phoenix, but I did want to talk a little bit about the heat ready initiative because, um, I know we've got, um, summer, well, <laughs> we've got summer coming up. It comes a lot sooner here than, the, and than anywhere else. If you're listening you outside, we're not in summer yet? I know. <laughs> <laughs> wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> what season um, did we just get through? <laughs> yeah. I know I forget about winter sometimes, but, um, so well, you want to talk about a little bit about that heat ready initiative and then Yes, the city of Phoenix applied for a grant from the Bloomberg Foundation, Bloomberg Philanthropies, and um, the request was for cities and mayors to identify their most pressing issue and a solution for that issue. So the city of Phoenix came up with uh, heat, rising urban temperatures as an issue. We've had three years where they've increased. Our number of 100 plus days have increased every year and there's no stopping. We work with researchers at Arizona State University and they're providing the data and the support to show that. So the city um, was one of 35 cities out of 320 selected to participate in this. And we launched the Heat Ready Initiative. It's been a year that we've been doing this and we're moving full speed ahead right now. And this is something that there's different components of it, but people could get involved through our We're Cool initiative under Heat Ready. And that is to actually provide support, heat relief support to our most vulnerable residents. And mm-hmm. those are transit dependent residents or home people experiencing homelessness, single mothers that you know don't have alternatives and may not have, frankly, a dollar to put in the machine to get water Mm -hmm. when they're on the road. So there are um, maps to direct them to support and volunteers go out throughout the summer and hand out those maps, hand out water, and also provide direct um, support in terms of how to stay safe, heat uh, safety information. Mm -hmm. So that's just one example of what we have coming up uh, every year under our Heat Ready uh, initiative. Well, great. Well, I want to thank you all just for everything here. I mean, again, it's one of those topics that I love so much and could talk about all day. And again, I wish we could mention every single nonprofit and a little bit about what they have to get some more people to head down and check them out. Just take my take our word for it. Check out the the Facebook event. I know that keeps popping up for me. And check out the website, and I'll give you all a chance to uh, talk a little bit about uh, websites and how to get involved here. Uh, all this information, of course, after every broadcast, once we post the um, podcast online, we'll have that information in the um, summary. But if you are anxious to learn more information today, we want to make sure if you're listening live, you get that information. So, do two of you want to go first and just uh, how do we find out about uh, Downtown Phoenix Inc. and and specifically, how do we, if people want to come out for the volunteer fair? So Downtown Phoenix, Inc., um, our website is the best place to start, uh, dtphx.org. Um, it gives you all of the information regarding our events, um, where to eat downtown, um, where to live downtown, all that good stuff. And then for the event specifically, Facebook. 
Yeah, I search Phoenix Volunteer Fair on Facebook yeah. and that'll pop up. Or you can go to the Downtown Phoenix Facebook page and it's listed as one of our upcoming events. One of our highlighted events. Uh, parking. Everyone always wants to know about parking in downtown. <laughs> so we are partnering with the city of Phoenix to get an Adam Street garage. So the entrance for that is actually on 3rd Avenue and Monroe on the south west corner so if you park there for the day of the event it's free parking for any of the attendees uh, again that's third avenue in monroe <laughs> the win february 10th from 11 a.m to 3 p.m again it's totally free totally to, free to come out we will have um the kitchen open so if you're hungry and you want to have lunch there we'll, we'll be serving food out of the van buren kitchen that Ooh, day yum. and there will be yeah. <laughs> yeah uh beverages both adult and non and non-alcoholic <laughs> non-adult non-adult <laughs> adult and non-adult yeah that's a sunday sunday february 10th so yeah. come hang out with us and like we'll I mentioned there. ahead of time, there's a lot of stuff going on that weekend. So yeah. definitely, you know, make a day of it. Get mm-hmm. down there for, you know, early, check something out, then go to the volunteer fair. Good family day. There's stuff going on all yeah. weekend down Walk there. around, hang out in one of our beautiful parks. Come meet us. We'll be on site. Yeah, find me and Sarah. <laughs> we love making new friends. We have uh, fanny packs every time for an event. So I will be wearing a gold fanny pack. Sarah has a silver one. So if you okay. see that. With you, bling. They are. Yes, they, they are, are blinged out. Enamel pins? <laughs> well, no. those are Let's on our jackets. We'll, we'll cross our fingers. <laughs> those are for jackets only. Okay. <laughs> and then, um, Michael, if people are interested in learning more about some of the topics that you discussed and volunteering at um, City of Phoenix, let us know where we should head for that. Great. Well, I just wanted to thank you for having us on 3C Amplified. This is a great opportunity mm-hmm. to spread the word about yes. the City of Phoenix, but what you're doing to spread the word about other organizations. No, so. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure to have you all on. Like I said, I saw it pop up on Facebook. I think it was like 10 o'clock at night and I emailed. I'm like, hey, <laughs> want to come on the show? She did. <laughs> and this will be a great event at the Van Buren February 10th. Yeah. More information about the City of Phoenix programs, phoenix.gov forward slash volunteer, or you can just go to phoenix.gov and type in volunteer in the search. And that'll tell you everything uh, that's going on in the city of Phoenix. And also on Twitter and on Facebook at my volunteer PHX on Twitter and my at uh, volunteer PHX on uh, Facebook. Okay. Well, great. Well, thank you all again for being here today. This was so much fun. I hope you all enjoyed your time here and I look forward to the volunteer fair and heading down there and learning more about all the awesome um, organizations that are going to be there and their volunteer opportunities. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So you've been listening to 3C Amplified, where we share how others are connecting, creating and collaborating to amplify their impact. And we hope uh, we've inspired you to do the same in your community. Until next time, I'm Jacqueline Destremps with Another Hand Advantage. Let me help create a marketing strategy to put your organization's mission in front of your target audience and highlight the impact you're having in your community. (laughs) 